Hello and welcome to the simplicity of happiness when more is too much. This podcast offers tips and techniques for a better life. And here's your host, Flo. Hello and welcome. Thank you for being back at the simplicity of happiness. And as this is a 100% business-supported show, I'd be more than happy if you enjoy this show and you head over to patreon.com to help me on financing the education of children in Zanzibar. And now, sit back and enjoy the show. Here we go with me. Recording the episode that I never wanted to record. As I mentioned in the last episode, and as you might have already seen on the Facebook page or on any other social media, there was a, a bit going on. And to put the long short story short, I can already tell you, When I traveled to Tanzania in May and I wanted to stay, or I traveled there in April and I wanted to stay there all May until mid-June to prepare the Caveman Lodge, which was by now running quite well. And um, the team did a quite a good job. If you compare it to where we were coming from, they did a wonderful job. So... My idea was to um, do some trainings for the team, uh, talk to them about some processes, how we want to present ourselves to guests and how we want to keep up the quality. Furthermore, I wanted to do some reparations and some improvements for the new season, which is about to start at June the 15th. And, well, during that time, I lost the lodge. I mean, how can you lose a, lo a lodge? It's not something that you that is, is dropping out of your pocket, you might think. Well, um, my ex-partner thought that since I am not Zanzibari, he might just need to figure out a way for me to leave the country and then he can take over the lodge and well share it with a new partner because he used to own the land before and he bought that land from his uh, family and then uh, transferred the uh, the land and the buildings that he already started into our new um, business which was a a limited to Zanzibar law and then I put in a a bunch of money and a lot of work and um, so I, I I doubled the investment so that we shared the lodge 50-50 but um, well in his opinion it's Well, everything is there already and the land used to belong to him before. So the only difference is that I am there now. So he thought, well, if he f figures out a way that I leave, he might take it over. Anyway, this is the long version. If you are interested in finding out, well, what actually happened and what my conclusions are out of this, you might um, want to listen for another Well, I suppose 10 or 15 minutes. I'm starting, I'm starting quite early 
because this is one of the main reasons why I managed the lodge the way I did. When I started, I had some some friends that did business in Zanzibar before or did business in East Africa before. And they said, well, Flo, you have to be quite careful. Um, as soon as you have a local partner, they regard you as a money maker or money giver. And as soon as there is no money flowing anymore, um, they'll do their best to kick you out. So from the very first moment on, I never handed over any money, um, but we invested it right away so that we only built when I was there. And we started quite small with um, the restoration or finishing of, of two rooms. And I did not make a plan for that. Well, now looking back at this, making a plan would be would have been smart. Although, well, we had everything in contracts. We had everything written down, stamped and signed by the lawyer and um, turned into the government. So, I mean, even with a plan, there would not have been any further contracts than the ones that are that that existed um, right now. Anyway, we did not make a plan. I just thought, well, we will see what's going to happen. And I was quite open which direction it's going to take me because I had no idea how it is to do business in, in East Africa. I had no idea how it is to run a lodge and I had no idea how to yeah, manage or co-manage something that is so far away. So I thought, well, I'm going to give it a try. And I always invested only as much money as I could afford to lose at that moment. Imagine you would do an, an MBA in hotel business and that would cost quite a lot of money. And so I thought, okay, as, as much money as I would normally put into such an experience or, or such an experience would be worth, I, I invested. So that's maybe one reason why we, why I didn't stay there for good at the very beginning and stayed there for six months and finished everything. No, I, I went there several times and every time we, we, we've put another progress in, in the doing and we happened to do quite good. Because it wasn't finished and then I left, but I had to come back and we had to keep working on this. And I, in, in the meantime, I left my, my partner, whose name is Omi. Um, I, I left the management to him and he didn't really succeed in his management style. So he started fighting with people. He, he's, he's just not good in managing. He's good in building something up. If you say, I need something tomorrow and I need it to happen tomorrow, then he's quite good in, in, in making it happen, especially if he's involved himself. But to build up something which needs some planning ahead, some strategy and then following the plan or controlling the plan because other people were supposed, um, to to work according to that plan he's not he's not good in this and so we had a learning curve and we figured out that 
well, I need to go there myself and and stay a bit longer, especially to well to get it off the ground and to well get a manager. Even while doing this, you might remember I did some uh, daily shows while I was living in Zanzibar for 10 months. I still had the idea that, well, if I had to leave now, I wouldn't be broke because I just invested money that I had and I inv just invested money that was worth the staying 10 months in in Zanzibar. I mean, living in Switzerland is so much more expensive that I that I put almost all the money that I saved while not being here into the lodge. And then there was one big difference. Last year, we had a manager, we had a team, and we had a proof of concept. The lodge was open, the lodge was running, and the lodge was making money. We used most of the money to repay some of the debt that we had and we had to repay for some of the investments and we did some further investments so most of the money no not most all of the money that we made went into well payments nevertheless i saw and and we saw especially with the team that it's working we are booked People like to pay us. People have a wonderful experience. And I think one reason for that, I mean, for, for being able to run a lodge on a small budget with a local team was that I said, follow three rules. Whenever there is any discussion, argument, follow Rule number one first, happy clients. I mean, if it's one client that we are fighting with, we don't need to make as much money as possible from that client. Keep them happy because a happy client where we are not earning any money will just go home. An unhappy client where we made, well, maybe a hundred bucks more will go home and go online and leave a review on TripAdvisor and Airbnb on booking. And that is not going to help us because it's going to affect the next hundred guests that are coming. So first, happy client. And second, happy stuff. Because service quality is so poor in East Africa. And I couldn't see, I couldn't find any other lodge or almost not any other lodge where people were treated well as we are used to being treated when we go on vacation. So I told them when, whenever there's another uh, struggle inside the team, happy stuff. Because in the, if somebody's unhappy and he will remain unhappy, he won't treat the, the guests good. So the guests won't enjoy it and the won't, guests won't like to pay us. The guests go home, they leave a bad review. And if it is something that we can change for the happy staff member, then everything will be better. But it has to be um, it has to be in a balance. I was giving them an, a huge amount of freedom. I told them that they have to come to me, that they have to come to us and tell us what they need to accelerate, what they need to be happy doing a good job. And the third is happy wallet. 
I mean, in the end, we need to make some money because we need to pay for all that stuff and we need to pay for the wages. But I think if we follow number one and number two very clearly, then people are willing to pay us money. So when the first two are working out, then we can think about, well, where can we improve? Where can we spend less or earn more money so that we have a happy wallet? But I think if you follow number one very clearly and you integrate number two, you will end up with a happy wallet in the end. So what happened during that last year is that I realized that, well, if we just put in or if I put in another half year of constant training of the team, then I will have a lodge which will generate revenue basically for the rest of my life. There was no reason for this to ever go down. Zanzibar is booming. If you do a good job, get good reviews, then people are going to book us. And all of a sudden, it was not only about the money that I invested that I could lose, but it was about the money that we are going to make that I could lose if that whole thing is going down. So I started to be a little more... Well, I, I, I did a lot, lot more controlling. I was focusing on our manager to keep the papers straight, to pay the taxes straight, to keep the budget straight so that I knew what was happening when and where. And I managed very closely how they are doing on the service, on the service level. So because that is the thing that we can improve the most easily. And well, one other thing happened as well. My, Uh, my partner, he saw that the lodge was full all the time. So, well, he had the plan to become a rich man. He just saw a lot of guests and he knows it from other people. The Zanzibar way, you try to make as much money as somehow possible from that one guest that you have. And um, I see a, a reason for so many lodges um, uh, closing and big resorts being broke after a very short period of time because uh, they are struggling to keep the next season as busy as this one. If they just take out as much money as they can from this one, then stuff is going to break. The quality is going to, going down. If you don't pay your, your stuff, then they are leaving. So you get untrained stuff in the next season. And um, I always had the focus on, the, on that future and he had the focus on making as much money as now. So he got very frustrated about not making as much money as he possibly could. Well... And then he came up with that plan. If that white guy would just leave and he was playing the racist card and asking his friends, telling them black by black and white by white, come over here and help me to get rid of that guy. And we are going to share that money that when I arrived there, I couldn't really... Um, Uh, there was no real possibility to talk to him. The lodge was closed for the rainy season. Just the manager was there because I wanted to discuss things between the three of us. Why the three of us? Because there are two people being the owners, taking, well, we have to put in the money or we have to make the money decisions and the strategy decisions. And then the management, together with the staff, they are the executive. They are 
doing the job. And we had um, some communication problems, as everybody who 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 knew the last half year knows that um, it was difficult to get feedback from from there. And I could only talk to my my manager directly because my, my partner stopped answering questions, didn't take any decisions, didn't pick up the phone, didn't reply to any messages. So I talked to her and she tried to talk to him, but then he started to refuse talking to her. Well, I mean, in the, in the rear view, this is I mean, quite logical why this happened, because he already took the decision to get me out. So as soon as he sits together and makes some strategic decisions, then I can tell him later, well, this was your decision. And um, since the whole situation that we were in was based on, well, on, on our on our decisions together, we have a 50-50 partnership. We said together, we said, are we going to do this? Yes or no? Pro and contra. And um, then we took a decision for that. The only thing is that I could remember half a year or a year later that we had this discussion before. And this is the, this is exactly how we planned it to be. But for him, he didn't, he didn't know, he didn't see that there are so many people coming and that he's not, still not making any money. Well, um, I just, I was just able to talk to, to my manager at that time and, um, Then all of a sudden I was confronted with a lawyer and then we had a, a meeting with a lawyer and um, some advisors of him and they came with completely crazy stuff. They were asking me to um, um, to change the manager because we need a budget now and, and we have a budget. And then they wanted to know the um, forecast for the bookings and of Everything of this was online. I'm not going through all these details. It was just very confusing for me because all of a sudden things were, I was asked to do things that I was already doing and that I was already showing. And one thing which was the most confusing was that, um, well, my partner, including his, um, his advisors, they confused the, the income, the revenue and the profit. That, yeah, well, it's income. And he wanted to have half of the income. And after I refused that because I said, well, here's the budget. This is where we spend the income on. They said, no, if we don't make, I mean, if we can't share the income, then it makes no sense to keep working on that lot. I said, well, there's revenue, income, and on the other hand, there's profit. And it's the revenue minus the expenses that will lead us to, to the profit. And in that, in that lawyer meeting, they had two lawyers present there. My parents, okay, if, if, if we can't keep the whole income for ourselves, then we just close the whole thing down. And when I said, well, if we close it down, then I mean, we're just going to lose everything. He said, no, not him, because then he can keep managing the lodge on himself. And when I pointed him towards the, Contracts that we signed, he frankly said, well, he had never ever seen these contracts. He never signed them and they were illegal. And if I have them, then I obviously faked them together with our joint lawyer and the registrar of companies. Well, and this was when everything went completely south because I now I knew that whatever we are going to decide, he's just not going to follow it. I mean, he didn't even, he said that the, the contracts that we signed together were not legal anymore. 
and and then i did some some research and i found out about well a lot of stuff that was going on before a lot of lies and he got a lot himself in a lot of money problems so he was um debting a lot of money to um i know not he was owing he wasn't debting <laughs> somebody debted him a lot of money so he was owing a whole lot of money for for especially for zanzibar to some people and well maybe you have heard that hurt people hurt people and in his case he was hurt with the money so he wanted to hurt other people and in this case me with some money issues so that he can fix his own and well then he started threatening me with um well by force he said you're going to send some people over if i don't leave immediately and um while i was out out for lunch he broke into my room he opened the safe he was looking for some documents and i'm quite sure that he knew that these documents exist somewhere so he wanted to find them to get rid of them and um then i was a bit too scared because it's way too far in the south of zanzibar and too far away from the capital so i decided to leave together with the manager because she seemed to be the well the root of e all evil um because he just did not like a woman to tell him well if we have money or if we have don't money because she was keeping everything exact she didn't take the decisions but she wrote everything down so she was writing down when he was taking money or not paying back money or charging the guests himself so he could keep the money out of the lot and he was uh well he didn't like women to control him so the two of us left and we didn't make it far before the police um was searching for us and they wanted to take us in custody because i was reported to be a thief and well it took a while somebody well guess who told them that i stole the keys to a private house and then they said oh well maybe it wasn't a private house maybe it was the lodge keys that i stole and well yes it was lodge keys it were my own lodge keys and it were well my own keys to my own lodge and then i could show them the contract and then After 90 minutes of hardcore discussion um I was allowed to to go and then I was hiding a bit in Stonetown because I was quite unsure how desperate they are going to be I found out my engine was sold my boat was um hidden in some other bay and um well they were desperate and now they were going to the police so I didn't know what was going to happen so we started to um, well talk to lawyers talk to the police get ourselves safe again and then after all of that was somehow settled i decided to leave because um well these were not exactly my plans for this summer so i had to well work a bit <laughs> focus more on um my happy life coach works and um well i didn't manage to to record any of the podcasts as you know i didn't write anything for simplicity of happiness so my whole well online business was uh a bit on pause 
And, well, I just thought that this is quite an interesting story to tell, to show you that um, even if you start something with good intentions and even if you have um, everything set and secured and even if you have some good people working in the team with you, sometimes there are outside factors or other factors in yourself that, well, make something fail. And I am still well it's it's a pity that I that I put in money that obviously is gone, but this is something that well can always happen. There is no security, there is no control in life. Never ever. You can only minimize the risk, but if something when goes right or wrong is always dependent a lot on factors that you cannot influence at all and never control. What is driving me crazy, though, is that if there is another human being and as you and me, we all have the free will, the free choice, whatever is going to happen to us in life, we can decide ourselves how we are going to act upon this. And if you look at successful people, and if you look at happy people, and compare them, it's not that all the successful and all the happy people, they have been lucky all of their life, or that they all went to a difficult childhood. No, some did, some not. Some, ha some were lucky at some times and at others not. What they do have in common is that whatever happened to them in life, they knew who they wanted to be. So they had a free choice on who they are going to be or who they are and who they are going to be according or in relation to what is happening to them. And all of a sudden... Well, I am in that situation that I can ask myself, who am I and who am I going to be in relation to that Zanzibar failure? And this is the same situation that, that Omi is in. He can, he has a, a choice how to behave according to the crap which is happening to him, obviously. And if that person takes, on the one hand, the free choice that, according to save his own behind, he wants to take me down, well, that is influencing me somehow on an emotional level. On the other hand, if he thinks that with the work that we put in together and especially the money and the work that I put in, he can continue to make money and even share it with his friends and continue to tell a story about me and our work together, then I'm personally affected. And I can tell you that 
at the moment I am well I'm struggling between two opposites on the one hand I am I'm horrified and absolutely mad and angry about the world, the life and uh, all me and why does this happen, happen to me? And on the other hand, I'm absolutely calm realizing that, well, this is just stuff that's happening. It's happening every day. It's happening everywhere. And when it's happen, when it happens to you, it gives you the chance to personally grow. And it might take a while and it might take a while until you do financially better. But you have the chance to decide completely free who you are in relation to this. And at the moment, I take the decision, at least 99% of the time, to not be frustrated, to not be mad, to not be in a downward uh, spiral. But to see this as a learning experience there is there is a well coaching saying or coaching experience that not all people are facing the same problems that if something cooks up to a degree where it becomes a problem to you this is only because you have the mental ability to deal with it and maybe this became a problem because this is your hardest task in life at the moment so the short version everybody has exactly the problems he or she deserves and maybe you think about that what is the problem that you are facing at the moment what are your struggles at the moment and is this because the world is unfair or is it because maybe that is exactly what you need to work on and i think i needed to work on this if i look back how i would have behaved 10 years ago well maybe i just grabbed the bottle get drunk get lazy feel like the whole world is mistreating me and don't do anything and right now i am i'm taking all that experience and focusing and on the future and once again i'm not saying this is easy and it's definitely absolutely not easy for me i'm struggling nevertheless i know that this is my task for this year and i'm turning it around Once again, it's not important what happens to you. It's only important who you are in relation to that. And who you are and who you want to be in the future is your free choice. Nobody can force you to think anything. Your decision is only your decision. I mean, if you get this clear, then you are as free as a person can be. You cannot do anything in life, at least not right now, because you might not have the abilities or you might not have the wealth or you are not at the right place at the moment. But to whatever is happening to, to you, towards you, around you, you have the free choice to decide who you are going to be in relation to this.
And maybe that's what life is about. On the one hand, being in relation to things, to circumstances and to other people. And then the experience on how you behave, the experience of who you are in relation to that. That is what makes up life. And what gives you a positive or a negative feeling, a positive or a negative emotion inside your body is the actions that you take. And the actions are, so to say, a manifestation of your thoughts. Your thoughts are free. And nobody can force you to think anything that you don't want. And if you, sometimes we have thoughts that are somehow in the back of the mind and we can, cannot put them into words right, uh, yet. They are more like a feeling. And if you manage to focus and relax so much that these feelings and these unspoken thoughts can become words, then this is a first step of the manifestation of your inner self, of your true being. And if you manage to make, to behave according to these words, get these thoughts, put them into words, put the words into actions, then all of a sudden you are experiencing your thoughts because you are always behaving in relation to something around you, all of a sudden you have the, the relation and you have the interaction. Your thoughts become an interaction with the world around you. And that gives you a feedback in emotions and feelings. So it is always the actions that you take that let you make or that lets you feel happy or depressed. Well, once you realize that, then it's your free choice and everything becomes your free choice. And all of a sudden, it's not about being rich. It's only in who do you want to be in relation to being rich? And how do you want to act upon this? Well, Talking about acting upon this, <clears throat> I decided that, well, I take all of that Zanzibar experience as an experience and um, I want to continue to work with these amazing people that were in my team and I'm looking for the possibility to do something new. And furthermore, I realized so clearly how important It is to educate people so that, the, that they are not only educated by, by beliefs and learning habits, but that they are educated in living their free will. And therefore, I'm con I will continue to support kids in Zanzibar and their education. 
<clears throat> through my education project, which is called Kids, written with a Z at the end, like like Zanzibar. So you find uh, more about this on k minus i minus d minus z dot org. So kids.org, you find it in the show notes. And once again, I am supporting with 50% of my income this organization. So if you head over to patreon.com slash flojo. Flojo is the nickname that you can find me all over social social media. May it be, um, may it be Instagram, may it be Facebook, may it be YouTube, or may it be Patreon. It's always slash flojo. And you find more information about me. And if you head over to Patreon and become a patron of myself, and well, starting with $2, uh, two bucks a month, I will support the children and since i am since i'm lacking some revenue at the moment i am thrilled if you well if you also help these children in need for now thank you for listening and well think about the struggles that you have and how and what you are going to do today to focus on your free will and the learning experience behind it thank you for listening and take care <laughs>